As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news. The story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and conventional wisdom is usually an illusion. Streaming live on iHeartRadio, available as a podcast on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. You can call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Remember the good old days when all we had to worry about was Al-Qaeda and ISIS? And communist China and the Wuhan virus, those were the days. Those were good days. Those were external enemies that uh, the United States was perfectly capable of defeating. But now with the rise of uh, this, this movement in the streets that we're seeing, these are no longer external enemies. Now the forces that are arrayed against the United States are inside the nation. In this country, we have allowed an ideology a left-wing Marxist ideology to take control of so many of our institutions. And that ideology is hostile to this nation as currently constituted to its governing documents and to its founding principles. And they are busy rewriting uh, the narrative of this nation. Uh, they are in the schools and they are, they have trained two generations at least of, uh, of, young people to despise the nation and uh, in the case of white children to despise themselves and their ancestors. And as I say, they're busy rewriting the narrative of this country. Uh, The New York times won a Pulitzer prize for its so-called 1816 series, no 1618 series that uh, that posits that this nation wasn't founded in 1776 in Philadelphia with the Declaration of Independence and the, uh, the later uh, drafting of the United States Constitution. No, this 1618 series says it was founded on slavery and everything since then has been founded, uh, has been based on oppression and exploitation of people. And as I said, it won a Pulitzer prize. Uh, it is being pushed out to all the big corporations so that they can, uh, make it part of their employee, um, you know, indoctrination. It's being, um, turned into a curriculum that many, uh, 
uh, schools, both primary and uh, and at the university level, are adopting and will be um, replacing the normal education that our kids receive in civics and the, the history of this nation with this poison ideology that is specifically designed, specifically designed to destroy this, uh, this nation as it's current, currently uh, constituted. All great nations, all great civilizations are not destroyed from without. They're destroyed from within, and we are well down this road of, of destroying this nation. Right now, uh, this, this left-wing ideology that's based on identity politics and grievance and a, a, a contempt for this nation and its uh, founding principles constitutes about half of the American electorate. Actually, you could say that it's a little bit more than half. Uh, they control about half of the states. The Democrat Party is, uh, is, the, uh, is on the vanguard of this movement. And they control a vast majority of the big cities. And it's hard to watch what's going on on your TV and arrive at any other conclusion than we are on the brink of a civil war. And, uh, and this civil war has been something that the left has been pushing for uh, since the 1960s. And they have made a determined effort, uh, beginning in the Frankfurt School, uh, the, the Marxists that, uh, that came to Columbia University in New York, specifically plotted out this scheme to, uh, to take over academia. And, um, <laughs> and a civil war is the worst of all possible wars because, um, you know, it, it is a brother against brother, father against son, uh, citizen against citizen. And uh, we've seen that before and it had devastating consequences. And, uh, you know, we're lucky that we have someone in the White House that uh, is on the side of traditional America, but you can't really say that about Congress and and not really uh, the courts either. And uh, this this upcoming 2020 election is going to be a watershed event in this country's history, whether or not we continue to fight back against these forces of Marxism or whether we capitulate and, uh, and end up going down that road. Our leaders have sold out this country in every conceivable way. It's not hard to see why we came to this sad state. I've predicted it for a long time. I did not think, I really didn't think I would live to see what's going on now with uh, people toppling uh, war memorials and uh, uh, def- defacing, um, you know, uh, m- m- monuments to uh, our heroes. I didn't ever think that I would see uh, a, a big city abandon a police precinct to uh, rioting mobs and allow it to be burned down. But uh, our leaders have have. Uh, have con- not contributed have uh, set the environment that has allowed all this. The political parties are among the people that 
bear responsibility for this. You've got a, uh, a Democrat party that will absolutely do anything to, to obtain power. They have based their whole uh, agenda on stoking uh, identity politics and grievance. Um, and they try to assemble a coalition of, of alienated people by uh, pretending that they don't have opportunity or uh, freedom and instead that they're somehow oppressed despite the fact of living in the freest, most prosperous nation in our, country, in our world's history. Republicans, for their part, they've been busy selling out to big business and the globalist multinational corporations who have themselves been busy, um, you know, offshoring American jobs that allowed them to be in the middle class and uh, and most specifically to a communist nation, China, uh, that is uh, that is at war with the United States. It hasn't become an outright shooting war. It's, it's on the path to that, but uh, it has been a war nonetheless with them uh, stealing uh, our prosperity with the complicity of Wall Street. Big business wants one thing above all else. They want cheap labor, and they are perfectly willing to sell out American workers if they can make a a buck by relocating their factories to a communist nation and and then have the absolute unfettered right to to, uh, re-import those cheap goods uh, while Americans borrow the money to buy it. Cheap labor is, uh, is the, the source of most of the evils in the world's history. The, the thirst for cheap labor was responsible for slavery and indentured servitude and sharecroppers and all of this. And, you know, at one time back in the 1950s, we had a, we had a time where the captains of industry um, were celebrated because they created prosperous communities. They created the middle class. They created hospitals and universities. They created the, the very economic basis of uh, city after city across this nation. And uh, at that time, you know, the the CEOs of this, these big corporations made about 500 times the uh, the wage of a worker on the floor. Now that number is up 10 times that amount. And because it, it is because American workers have lost all ability to demand higher wages because uh, they, they will just ship their jobs overseas if they do. We have the biggest concentration of wealth in this nation's history. It is a recipe for civil unrest. And at the same time, uh, they're funding these these right-wing think tanks. I shouldn't call them right-wing. They're so-called conservative think tanks that are trying to crush labor unions. And the labor unions themselves are not without sin 
They have been busy selling out their own American workers to try to sign up illegal aliens. And, uh, and, and big unions like the AFL-CIO have now been taken over by, um, by leadership that is openly hostile to, uh, to the interests of American workers. In education, we've got this left-wing indoctrination that starts in elementary school and goes right up through you know, a Ph.D. They're telling uh, these students that um, the, the country is evil, that it's oppressive, that uh, the highest function that they can have in society is to be out in the streets demanding that we tear it all down. The churches have have engaged in this left-wing drift by adopting this liberation theology all the way up uh, to the Vatican and the Catholic Church. Liberation theology has taken root, and it is a Marxist theology that says that uh, free enterprise and capitalism is evil, despite the obvious fact that free enterprise and Capitalism have lifted more people out of poverty than any other economic system in the history of the world. And that every time their Marxist theology is practiced, it results in poverty and oppression. And we've got the entertainment and sports industry that is all on board with this and puts out a steady stream of poison right into the minds of of eyeballs um, 24-7, including the pornography industry, which is absolutely um, uh, saturated the Internet. And now, as soon as kids learn how to use a mouse, they're able to easily access the most perverse and unwholesome images that you can possibly imagine little boys grow up with no idea of what a wholesome relationship with a woman is and women see that and they are devalued and denigrated to the point where they, they don't have any self-respect and they don't have any, any uh, uh, currency in a relationship with a boy, they don't have any leverage in a relationship in a, with a boy anymore because they can't possibly keep up with the pornography that's available to them free with a mouse click. I fear for the future of this country. I really do. I didn't think I would live to see this day. I, I, I thought that this day would come someday, but I didn't think that I would live to see it. I have children, uh, their mother and I have done our best to protect them from, from this, um, this ideology. And I think we've raised good children. A lot of, a lot of uh, good Americans have done that, uh, despite all the headwinds that were arrayed against them. But they are going to, to grow up in a country far different than the one uh, you and I enjoyed. i got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back with the latest coverage of all the damn riots right after this message.
Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get your home all set for the new year so you can set the stage with more style, set the bar more beautifully, and set a more show-stopping table. Let's set some time aside to settle in on a new sofa together because being at home shouldn't mean having to settle for less. And Haverty's Furniture can help you start the new year off right at their holiday savings event so you can create the perfect setting. And right now, everything's on sale store-wide. So for a couple of years now, the media have been telling us again and again that police officers are are bad, uh, that uh, they are an oppressive force, and uh, and they do this by amplifying and magnifying every instance of police misconduct against black people that they possibly can. They're very few in nature across this country. Police make about 10 million arrests a year, and of those, about nine a total of nine have ended up with a police officer shooting an unarmed suspect. And even that doesn't t- tell the real story because a lot of these uh, unarmed suspects have, in fact, got their hands on the police officer and are trying to take their weapon. And if you let that happen, the weapon belongs to both of you. But it is a tiny, tiny fraction. It doesn't even represent the majority of police shootings. As a matter of fact, whites are shot by uh, unarmed whites are shot by police officers uh, more than twice as much as black suspects, despite the fact that black, black suspects are committing about four times the crimes as white suspects do. But they, uh, they have injected this poison. It's the Black Lives Matter movement. And they're telling us again and again, all the way going back to uh, to the Rodney King riots to uh, Ferguson and up to and including today that they believe that all li- uh, black lives matter. Well, we know now that that is a lie because just yesterday you had, uh, you had a number of blacks killed in the street by these, uh, these rioters and suburban St. Louis, a retired Uh, St. Louis police captain who was working as a police chief of a small St. Louis County um, city was shot and killed on the street trying to, uh, uh, to protect a pawn shop from looters shot in the gut and bled out right there on the street. Now the people that have been telling us, Uh, repeating the name of George Floyd over and over, have not mentioned this police captain's name, David Dorn. He was a man who dedicated a 34-year career just in St. Louis to law enforcement and then, then went on, instead of just taking his retirement, became a police chief of a smaller city and, and was in the process of defending that despite the fact that he was 77 years old when he was shot dead on the street by these marauding scum. Have you seen anybody holding up protest signs about Chief Dorn? No. Have you heard his name said on CNN or MSNBC or published in the New York Times or the Washington Post? No. 
And uh, this video is all over the internet. It is uh, it's sickening to watch. The chief is laying there on the ground, bleeding out while uh, some idiot uh, live streams it on Facebook. And instead of stopping and rendering aid or apparently even calling 911, he is uh, he is filming this and uh, and making it part of his social media uh, stream. What the chief needed desperately was someone to um, you know apply some sort of first aid, some uh, pressure on the wound, and a quick call to nine eleven. He may have survived it, but instead, we've got this idiot streaming it on Facebook instead. OG, OG. OG, 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 come on, stay with me, OG, OG, stay with me, stay with me, OG, stay with me, OG, come on, OG, come on, OG, come on, OG, stay with me. That video goes on for uh, several minutes like that. The police officer, uh, Dorn, Chief Dorn, is uh, conscious when it begins, and uh, he slips away. I've seen that, uh, that happen in my career many times as we have responded to gunshots. People just uh, bleed out and uh, and drift away. So the media doesn't think all black lives matter. Only some black lives matter. The black lives matter that matter to them feed into their narrative that all police are evil. Out in Iowa, I think it was in Des Moines, um, the protesters shot a young lady uh, who was participating in the protest herself, returning to her car after the protest, and um, and about to leave when uh, apparently some looters at a nearby Walmart shot her in the back. I'm waiting for everyone to get on. So I know, I hope y'all know what the f*** you did. <laughs> My sister is gone, and it's not from a cop. It wasn't from no Cop. I don't get on live. I don't care about this Facebook shit. But my sister is gone because one of you, a protester, shot my sister. A protester. Not even the police. Because you guys, I lost my sister. I lost my sister. Lawlessness. Lawlessness has been about uh, allowed to take root. The media has been cheerleading it. That clip goes on. And on this poor child lost her sister to senseless violence that the media is hyping, calling peaceful protests, decrying any effort to try to reestablish law and order on the streets. But these are the types of violence that the Democrats and their mouthpieces in the media are totally unconcerned with. They don't care about the killings of police officers. They don't care about the killing of black people when it's at the hands of other black people or peaceful rioters. They don't care about hate crimes or violence against white people if it's committed by blacks. Ken LaCourte uh, did a, a, a quick search um, of the, the cable news stations for uh, protest versus riot on CNN. And one day, uh, or one one, uh, online search, 
He found protest 12 times, riot zero. On MSNBC, protest was mentioned 69 times, riot was zero. Fox News, they said the word protest 19 times and riot 21 times, so there was a little balance there. No, they don't care about Black Lives Matter. They care about an agenda that is a lie based on a lie. Police misconduct against blacks is a tiny, tiny fraction of what goes on in policing in this country, and it's going to be the blacks that suffer when police are afraid to get out of their car and do their jobs. we got to run out to a break when we come back. We'll look at... The corporate response to all of this, the appeasement from the big corporations right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get your home all set for the new year so you can set the stage with more style, set the bar more beautifully, and set a more show-stopping table. Let's set some time aside to settle in on a new sofa together because being at home shouldn't mean having to settle for less. And Haverty's Furniture can help you start the new year off right at their holiday savings event so you can create the perfect setting. And right now, everything's on sale store-wide. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. So apparently all along, uh, the cure to this Wuhan virus, they like to call it COVID-19 to, to obscure the origins. Apparently all along, the, the cure for the Wuhan virus was uh, protesting and riots and looting and arson. Who knew? It's a miracle. The same people that for months have demanded that we lock ourselves indoors and called anybody that objected to their businesses being closed down for no good reason were called criminals and uh, and condemned in the media, arrested by Democrat mayors and governors, had their business licenses taken away, mothers taking their kids to a playground to get some fresh air and sunshine were hauled off in handcuffs. But all of a sudden now, all of that, that's old news. We, we've got a new story that we want to promote. And so thousands of people gathering in the streets, shoulder to shoulder, Dr. Fauci doesn't have anything to say about that. Fredo at CNN, totally unconcerned. Lawrence O'Donnell, 
Rachel Maddow, totally silent on the, the COVID-19. And now, all of a sudden, dozen, dozens of health experts who were formerly screaming their heads off about anybody who uh, didn't go out without a mask or, or went out without a mask have now signed a letter supporting these massive protests that have thousands of people crammed into city streets and towns all across the country despite the fact that they were telling us we had to stay indoors and, and shutter our businesses and jobs. Because now, apparently, it's okay. And they write in this letter, risk of transmission is lower in open spaces. Yeah. That's what we were saying when we were trying to get out to the parks and beaches. This uh, Dr. Elite. Eleni, uh, Elaine Nocesis, she, uh, she penned the letter that uh, dozens of health experts signed. She is a global health professor at, the Bos- at Boston University. And she admits that it's nearly impossible to observe social distancing while you're looting and robbing. The same rules that they insisted that law-abiding people observe are now no longer operative. She says, I can see how some of these tips can be difficult to follow. For example, if you're angry or frustrated about an issue, you want to express that feeling and speaking as a way of doing it. And it's almost impossible to keep six feet distance at a protest. Well, so protesting, we got to make a, Uh, an exception for that operating your business going about work trying to get outside to remain healthy that was verboten but the protests are just fine she says but the risks of congregating during a global pandemic shouldn't keep people from protesting racist racism white supremacy is a lethal public health issue she says that predates and contributes to COVID-19. So you, you got that? The deadly disease that got you branded as grandma killer. If you went outside. Or if you took your kids to the beach. Or if you went out on your boat and tried to fish. That takes a back seat to looting stores and protest of white supremacy. So if you're not able to conduct those mental gymnastics, welcome to the world of normal people. But this is a type of lunacy and um, psychotic reasoning that, uh, that we're being demanded that we follow. Before I let the media go, I've got to get to a couple of these clips. you got to hear them. Here is uh, Fredo Como over on CNN apologizing and justifying uh, this lawlessness in the streets. Now, too many see the protests as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets, persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Oh, yeah, we don't need polite and peaceful protests. What we need is... um, rage in the streets 
We need fires. We need looting. We need shooting. It's just the Boston Tea Party, they tell us. Here is uh, CNN reporter Sarah O'Connor standing in front of a riot saying that uh, she doesn't see anything wrong with what's going on. I know people see violence and think that people are just taking advantage of the situation, and there may be some people who are. Maybe. Why don't you turn around and take a look? I don't know that every single person is doing this born out of pain, but I can tell you many people are. We've seen it. They don't know what to do with that emotion. So their response, especially young folks, is to lash out. And one of the young folks, we talked to him on your show. You had him on your show. A young man who was from Minneapolis who said, do you see all this damage here? You don't listen to us when we speak. So you listen to us now, don't you? So there is the kind of moral justification for destroying lives and property that is giving these these uh, rioters license to do what they do. I could go on and on. I've got these clips. Don Lamont calling American a dictatorship. I'll play you uh, one more montage from CNN uh, that really illustrates just how off the deep end they have gone. He calls them thugs. Who is the thug here? Hiding in a bunker? Hiding behind a suit? We are hiding behind a suit. The thugs are the ones out in the street killing police chiefs, shooting cops in the heads, running them over with cars, burning people's businesses, assaulting uh, people because they're white. It's not hard to see who are the thugs here, Anderson Cooper. This is the riot that's been taking place on the air of these left-wing cable, cable news channels for years now. In a bunker, hiding behind a suit. We are teetering on a dictatorship. Is the president declaring war on Americans? What is happening here? The president had been saying incendiary things, uh, certainly, um, if you've been listening with any kind of open-mindedness, certainly not helpful things. He's all but calling on authorities to crack skulls at these protests. It's just not something that you normally see in the United States of America. It's something that you see in uh, more authoritarian countries. Well, so the president calling for law and order and calling for these governors to get a handle on the situation and protect their law-abiding citizens from the rioters is a dictatorship. And at the end there, Anderson Cooper pretends that the deploying the U.S. military is unprecedented in this nation's history. Well, the U.S. military was deployed to Los Angeles during the Rodney King riots and were responsible for restoring order then. The U.S. military, I think it was the 101st Airborne, was deployed to Little Rock, Arkansas to forcefully integrate those schools. I think they were also called out to Alabama. So, you know, not only are they either historically ignorant or purposely misrepresenting the facts, they are fanning the flames of chaos and disintegration that we see before our eyes. Laura Logan, who is, uh, is now over at Fox, you can catch her show on Fox Nation. They're trying to sort of segregate uh, the conservative viewpoints on Fox News off into a subscription service. Uh, she 
called out um, the media and more specifically the New York Times for their lies regarding the, the nature of these protests and what they're being driven by. Yeah, it is scattered, and that's by design because it's a massive network that spreads, you know, all across the U.S. and across the world. Actually, it's a global movement. Talking about Antifa. That's not my words. That's their words, right? And of course, legal experts, all these people, um, want you to believe that you can't designate them. Why? Because it brings with it very significant authority. So, for example, all those people contributing bail money now to members of Antifa and other anarchist groups, if they're terrorist organizations, um, then they're contributing to terrorist groups and that's illegal so that will the money will dry up certainly sources of funding will dry up why do they move across state lines to go and commit crimes well they do it because then they get in their cars or get on the planes and they go back to where they came from and uh, you can't get them well you can if they're designated as terrorists so it, this is a very significant designation and it shuts down many of their authorities and when you hear people coming at you about that whether they know it or not they're just contributing to the propaganda. And Steve, I can tell you the propaganda is in overdrive right now. On the Antifa websites and through their network of people on different social media forms and even in the New York Times today, quite astonishing. Um, They're literally collecting data and dismissing all of this. What you're seeing in front of your eyes, they're saying is a conspiracy theory. I mean, they've used conspiracy theory. That's an information warfare term that's meant to shut down any conversation and to silence and to intimidate and to get us to self-censor because we don't want to be accused of being crazy right-wing conspiracy theorists. They want us to believe we're divided. They want it to be about Republican, Democrat, but it's not. And every single thing you're seeing is to incite a response, to incite white people, for example, to take up their guns and say, I'm going to defend my homes and to incite the police to act, to incite the National Guard soldier to pull the trigger and give them exactly what they want, which is an excuse to get rid of this president to get rid of this administration and ultimately um, liberation begins where America dies that's what they want, that's in their words it's not a conspiracy theory the New York Times should be ashamed of itself for printing such blatant propaganda go to their websites either you didn't do your job or you're on someone else's team but you're not serving the constitution of the United States because that document is ultimately what it's all about that's what stands between America now, today, as Americans have known it all their lives and this world where America has to die in order for their world to exist. And that's what exactly what they're pushing for. And they're being aided by in a large measure by these so-called celebrities. They've signed now a letter demanding that police departments be defunded. They don't, say in this letter what they want to replace them with, but uh, in in the parlance of this movement, they want to replace them with uh, emergency response social workers that I guess are going to show up at these businesses and, uh, and negotiate between the business owners and the looters on how much of uh, their stuff that they can, uh, they can steal. This letter to defund the police has been signed by John Legend, and uh, Natalie Portman, Jane Fonda was in on it, uh, Brie Larson, the ACLU director, wants to defund the police in favor of emergency response social workers. It's all about claiming that the police are the enemy. 
I'd love to see once the police stand down and allow um, what these Hollywood celebrities are calling for to come to their neighborhoods in Beverly Hills and the Hollywood Hills and and uh, and see uh, what the result would be actually be from defunding police departments. I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. So the left wants to defund the police departments uh, in in favor of emergency response social workers. They have no idea uh, what the consequence of that would be, but it would be the law of the jungle. Everybody protecting themselves and, um, you know, Maybe at this point in our history, that's uh, that's what it's going to take. Out in Philadelphia, some of these looters had the bad judgment to try to uh, break into and loot a gun shop. And they were met after they broke in the front door by the gun shop's owner with predictable results. He heard them walking up the steps and one of the individuals that broke into the property pointed a handgun at him and that's when the store owner fired his own weapon striking the one perpetrator at least one time in the head and he collapsed dropping his gun between his legs medics pronounced him dead right on the scene and the other two or three individuals fled on foot a few minutes later a individual showed up at jefferson hospital with a gunshot wound to his shoulder it's a possibility that that was one of the other individuals that broke into the store. But we're working on trying to find out if that shooting victim was one of the two or three others that was with the one male that broke into this store. Well, the mayor of Philadelphia and the police condition, uh, commissioner of Philadelphia were quick to condemn the gun shop owner for engaging in so-called vigilanteism for standing inside of his gun shop. And defending his business. Can you imagine how many people would have been killed had those looters been allowed to uh, loot that gun shop? But the Philadelphia mayor and police chief, instead of acknowledging and, uh, and, and uh, supporting the gun owner, sided with the, the looters that this uh, this this gun shop owner shouldn't have engaged in vigilanteism. CBS news had a, a headline on their website that said a white bar owner in Omaha shot and killed a black protester. He won't face charges. You read the story and you find out the, the translation of the headline is that an armed citizen defended his business from looters. That's not how it was written. A white bar owner in Omaha 
shot and killed a black protester. Why would you put a headline like that on there if you weren't determined to uh, to forward this left-wing narrative? The response of these big corporations has been hilarious to watch. I've, uh, I've rented from Airbnb a couple of times, and I got an email yesterday saying that uh, they're calling on us to all support their customers, to all support Black Lives Matter. And I have no doubt that Airbnb is probably renting uh, uh, space to BLM activists and Antifa agitators and, uh, and doing it at a discount. But you see uh, Nike coming out, you know, with these Black Lives Matter uh, shoes. You see Target employing Christy Teigen, who is celebrating the the looters that are uh, invading, looting, and destroying Target stores. It was uh, it was very interesting to watch the uh, the the rioters attack CNN Center in my home hometown of Atlanta, Georgia breaking windows and trying to get at that newsroom. Even the AFL-CIO headquarters in Washington, D.C. was uh, was uh, attacked, and um, I think they set fires out there. The AFL-CIO, who has become basically uh, neglected its or, or uh, exchanged its traditional role of uh, advancing the livelihoods of working people to become uh, a, a full-time social justice uh, organization. And these, uh, these, excuse me, these um, liberals, these limousine liberals out in uh, California are getting a taste uh, that that maybe they don't realize uh, the these these writers and looters don't realize that the the limousine liberal celebrities are on their side because they ransacked Rodeo Drive in Santa Monica and uh, and wrote uh, tagged put graffiti on these businesses saying eat the rich and that's exactly what they will do they will uh, they will uh, they will bite the hand that feeds them if they get the chance. A lot of these businesses uh, have boarded up their windows and they've uh, they've written in spray paint on the boarded up windows. We support Black Lives Matter as if as if these rioters and looters cared anything about this Black Lives Matter cause. They're not there to uh, for social justice. They're there to get your stuff. And they will tear off these boarded up windows uh you know, it, it's amazing if they really supported and they really believed in this Black Lives Matter movement, why are they boarding up their windows? And why are they putting on the outside that they support Black Lives Matter? Do, are they acknowledging that is the Black Lives Matter movement that is, um, that is behind much of this uh, rioting? <laughs> I got a clip here. I wish this was on video. Um uh, the show was on video. It's um, one of these young uh, indoctrinated kids in Washington, D.C. He's standing up in his second floor apartment um, 
waving on uh, the protesters as he marched down his street, at which point one of them turns, throws a huge rock right through the window where he's standing. He's raising his thumb and and, uh, giving them encouragement. And then this happens. We're on your side. We're on your side. He started hollering immediately. And then here comes another rock right at him. And, uh, you know, he was the wrong color to be being on their side. So they're accusing Donald Trump of playing politics with the riots because he is uh, demanding that people. law and order be restored and that uh, he will call out the military if need be. He did that in Washington, D.C., by the way, after dozens of our national monuments were defaced. And uh, and he has quelled the rioting in Washington, D.C. after the impotent uh, mayor of that city was unable or unwilling to do so. And yeah, I guess... I guess Donald Trump is playing politics on our behalf. That is the nature of the job. You have to uh, respond politically to these sorts of situations. But here's the thing. Donald Trump is playing politics on behalf of the people, of the law-abiding people, the tax-paying people, the people who obey this panoply of laws and demanding that the riots be put down the Democrats that are accusing Trump of playing politics. Well, they're playing politics too, but it's not on behalf of the people. They're playing politics on behalf of the protesters. This Democrat party has built itself on racial division and exploitation. And now, um, they're in the position that they can't even condemn rioting and looting. Biden, for his part, he's uh, in a recent speech. He wants to uh, take over oversight of police agencies nationwide. It's time to pass legislation that will give true meaning to our constitutional promise of equal protection under the law. Looking ahead in the first hundred days of my presidency, I've committed to creating a National Police Oversight Commission. I've long believed we need real community policing. We need each and every police department of the country to understand a comprehensive review of their undertake a comprehensive review of their hiring, their training, their de-escalation. Some have already done it. Some have, are in the process of doing it. The federal government should give give the cities and states the tools and the resources they need to implement reforms. More police officers meet the higher standards of their procession. Most of them do it. All the more reason why bad cops should be dealt with severely and swiftly. We all need to take a hard look. So this is the first of Joe Biden's really concrete proposals, uh, and he is proposing that uh, federal authorities have oversight of police agencies nationwide. One, one, that's unconstitutional. But two, in every jurisdiction where the feds have been allowed to have oversight— Crime has gone through the roof. It happened in Newark and Chicago and Los Angeles 
Every place uh, that, you know, the civil rights division of the Department of Justice has sued these uh, these local police departments and uh, demanded that they have oversight in these settlement agreements. The police have become afraid to do their jobs because they've got these federal overseers looking over their shoulders, second guessing everything they do. And uh, if you really supported black people, you wouldn't be pursuing this policy because it is, it has been proven now after long experience that every place it happens, the murder rate and the violent crime rate and these black communities go through the roof as police officers get afraid uh, or afraid to get out of their car. After his speech yesterday, the, the president pointed out that uh, Sleepy Joe has been in politics for 40 years. Eight of those years, actually, it's, it's about 40, it's over 40 years. It's approaching 50 years. And eight of those years, of course, were as vice president. Why didn't he solve these issues then? Why didn't he promote this racial healing that he's talking about then? Now, he pretends to have the answers. Trump says he doesn't even know the questions. Weakness will never beat anarchists, looters, or thugs, and Joe has been politically weak all of his life. Well, there's no argument with that. That's exactly what has been taking place. So let's, uh, let's, as we come to the end of the show, let's just review some of the facts. Joe Biden wants to beat up the President of the United States. Maxine Waters wants to incite and harass Trump and his supporters in public. Jimmy Kimmel and the other late night hosts have called for assassinating the president of the United States. Snoop Dogg made a video showing an assassination of the president of the United States. Johnny Depp joked about assassinating the president. Madonna wants to blow up the White House. These are the people that are calling the president a thug and a Nazi. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you'll come back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. I'll talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. If you have thyroid eye disease... And itchy eyes have you itching for a fight. It might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com.